Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Eber. It is great to be with you. There is a lot to get to today. Uh, we have completed the midweek games right now. Basically, every team in the Premier League has played the requisite number of matches of 37. No more games in hand. No more nothing. There are still two very, very exciting races going on right now in the Premier League. Now, I know you're saying, Nick, I know it's the top four battle. Yes, it is. But there's a top seven battle going on as well, and I'm going to explain to you how that works, who's in the fight, and why it's so important, why these two things are <clears throat> very much interrelated. Plus, I'm going to go back through the midweek matches, Tuesdays and Wednesdays matches, and look back at my predictions that I gave you, and I can tell you that this was my best week ever betting on the Premier League. Part of that was that I got nine out of ten right, and I got two long shots, a plus 600, and I got a uh, plus 450 as well. So, pardon me, pardon me, 470. So, I'm going to tell you about that. I'm going to pat myself on the back. I'm going to have a little celebration, talk about how wonderful I am. Uh, welcome to World Soccer Radio. That's the way it goes. Plus, I am going to hop back on this issue, and I apologize if I sound like a broken record to everybody. But I want to talk about the meritocracy of uh, European football and why it is so important and why what we're seeing today, 37 games in the Premier League, is something that it is unlikely that we see in the leagues here in the United States or leagues with closed systems. And again, I'm going to qualify that when we come back. By the way, I want to welcome to the show all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. It is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with me, as I do each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time. Then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast, if you're an early bird listening on Sports Overnight America. Uh, iHeartRadio, tune in the award-winning SiriusXM app. Those are our digital platforms. And if you've missed any part of the show, never fear, you can pick it up on our podcast network, which is the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network. Uh, great stuff, lots to, talk, lots to talk about today. Plus, we're going to touch on the Euros, which are, believe it or not, less than one month away. Be right back after this. Radio, your host here, Nick Geber. Find me on Twitter at Nick Geber, N I C K G E B E R. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Uh, love to hear from you. Social media, the best place to reach out to me. If you've got any thoughts, comments, suggestions, or you want to hear a song in our uh, uh, bump in or bump out song, let me know. We'll do our best to get it queued up for you, and you can listen to it on the show. So, I was at Red Rock the other day. I live here in Las Vegas, in case you didn't know that. Red Rock is my favorite local casino. It's a beautiful place. If you visit Vegas and haven't visited that particular casino, you should do yourself a favor and do that. Um, but anyway, I noticed that you know we're on the NBA play-ins. 
It's kind of a silly concept. I mean, or maybe it's a good concept and a silly name. I'm I'm not sure. Anyway, um, NBA play-ins, NHL going strong. Major League Baseball, you know, 4,000 games a day being played in Major League Baseball. Plus, of course, we still have the Champions League final, the Europa League's final. We've got one more match day in the Premier League. And, of course, we have the biggest event of, really, the footballing year, which is going to be the Euros coming up in in less than a month. So, I like to place a bet. In fact, uh, I did exceptionally well this last midweek, this midweek in my Premier League picks, getting every single correct result with the exception of Man United-Fulham, which was a draw. I picked United at Old Trafford a prohibitive bookmaker's favorites, but everything else I actually got right, including two very long shots. Now, I will tell you, I place my bets at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and I'll tell you why. They have an enormous selection of different sports, <coughs> excuse me, that you can choose from. Plus, they've got not just money lines and all that good stuff, but they've got prop bets, and if you really want to start getting out there a little bit, You can start getting into betting on reality shows and all this other great stuff. It's a lot of fun to do, provided it's fun and not a lifestyle. I recommend betonline.ag highly. Head over there, betonline.ag. They they will give you a 50% bonus on your first deposit right now. 50% bonus on your first deposit if you head over to betonline.ag on your computer or your mobile device, your online sportsbook experts, and sign up right now. Okay, so... Before we get into how wonderful my predictions were midweek, because they really were, I have to tell you, spectacular. 90, 90%. Some news uh, rolling around the Premier League, most notably, the two biggest pieces of news. Well, let's say what the biggest piece of news is, right? Um, the biggest piece of news, of course, is Harry Kane coming out in no uncertain terms, no ambiguity, and saying, you know, I want to leave Spurs. Transfer me. Transfer me now, please. Now, Daniel Levy, obviously, loath to get rid of Harry Kane. However, you have to look at it from this perspective from Tottenham Hotspur. Number one, they can get a boatload of money for him. Number two, they can actually reinvest that boatload of money into or perhaps three impact players that could really make a major difference on that squad. Give them the depth and the tactical malleability that they need to compete because they have a gorgeous, beautiful stadium, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, the newest and quite possibly the nicest stadium in world football. But they do not have a team that does it justice. And yes, they have great players. Gareth Bale's been great this season uh, for when he's played. Uh, Hon Min Song is absolutely an astoundingly good player. Harry Kane's been fabulous. I mean, uh, they've got great players at Tottenham, but not enough of them, not enough depth. Mourinho didn't work out. And so now Daniel Levy has to decide, do I cash in on my big ticket? And or what do I do with it? Well, in in old days past, it would be, I'm going to cash in on my big ticket, and I'm going to maybe, maybe I'll buy one player. 
and the rest of it I'll put in the bank. Well, you know, uh, I, I, that's not going to work. In fact, Daniel Levy coming out and saying the club lost sight of priorities during construction of the new uh, stadium and the COVID-19 pandemic, um, talking about the European Super League. He said, we have not met our raised expectations on the pitch. We have been so focused on delivering the stadium and dealing with the impact of the pandemic, we lost sight of priorities of what's in our DNA. We don't get everything right. It's never been because we don't care. Nothing could be further from the truth. Now, um, I don't know that I agree with that. They have appointed big managers. Remember, they had uh, Pochettino as a manager, and then they replaced him with Mourinho, uh, and they lost um, to Liverpool in the Champions League final. Remember that? Well, Pochettino lost in the Champions League final. That was uh, 2019. Levy's saying they've invested over £250 million in new players since then. Um, and, and I have to say... I probably agree. And I think that Levy's saying that, you know, it's not about Harry Kane, it's about getting the right manager going forward is actually the right thing to say. If you, uh, all you have to do is look up the tree at Leicester City. And we're going to talk about Leicester City and we can talk about their late season swoon that's been going on here a little bit. But I, but I really think we have to look at Leicester City in, in a really objective light and appreciate what we're seeing there. But if you look at Leicester City, they got the manager dead on right. If you look at West Ham United, they got the manager dead on right. If you look at Everton, I hope they keep the faith with Ancelotti. If you look at Leeds United, are you telling me Bielsa's not the dead-on right manager for that club? And they're building the club around the manager. That is what Liverpool did with Jurgen Klopp. That is what Manchester City did with Pep Guardiola. That is, to a large degree, what Arsenal, what Man United are starting to do around Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, who's in no danger of going anywhere. That is the key. So to Daniel Levy's credit, if what he says out of his mouth is what he's going to do in action, then I think Tottenham are going to position themselves well for the future. What I think is fascinating about it is the idea that we can continue to mismanage the club, but as long as we are in this European Super League where performance on the pitch at the end of the day isn't going to punish you harshly the next year, we can continue doing business the same way. And with the demise of the European Super League, Daniel Levy's statements today seem to really reinforce that fact. So, is this good news or bad news for Tottenham? Well, believe it or not, Tottenham Hotspur is still in the running for something. We're going to talk about that when we come back from break because it's not just about the top four spots in the Premier League. It's actually about the top seven. I mean, you all know the top four spots go to, go to the Champions League and the fifth spot um, goes to the Europa League. But what you may not know is there are actually three Europa League spots 
And one goes to the uh, the Football League Cup winner, who actually gets to go to a play-in, similar to what's going on in the NBA right now. And the other one goes to the FA Cup winner. Well, if both of those winners are in the top four, those spots drop down. So we, folks, have a fascinating race in sixth and seventh and eighth position in the Premier League. I'm going to take a look at it when we get back. Let's talk about what's happening at West Bromwich Albion. Sam Allardyce is going to be leaving the club after being a big, even a big offer to stay there and try to bounce them back into the Premier League, uh, much like Norwich City uh, have done and Watford. But let's talk about it when we come back. Well, Soccer Radio, I'm Nick Ebert. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the show, World Soccer Radio, presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, Facebook.com, forward slash World Soccer Radio. Well, let's get straight to it, shall we? Because I have had an absolutely spectacular, superlative, unbelievable, record-shattering, earth-shattering, ego-stroking, midweek Premier League match selection bonanza. You like how I made something so simple sound so exciting? I specialize in that, by the way. The results I had this weekend were spot on. I got nine out of ten of the matches dead to rights. So let's take a look at them, and uh, let's see where we are, and then let's take get a, uh, a bit of a look-see at the Premier League table. Next segment we're going to look a little bit at the euros because you may not know this or you may know this and not think about it or you may know it think about it and be terrifically excited about it but the euros are coming up just a few weeks away enough for the players in the premier league to get about a two-week vacation before they have to report to their national training camp so good stuff but let's talk about my match predictions we started off on the tuesday uh, when I had my one mistake of the weekend, I said, at Old Trafford, Man United were going to manage to beat Fulham 1-1, one, one, uh, 1-0 or 2-0, and they didn't. It was a 1-1 draw, and that would have paid plus 440. Now, I, I was tempted to take that, but I thought, you know, United have been looking good of late. They are in great position uh, on, in, the, in the table, although I... I don't know, I guess looking good as of late probably isn't uh, correct because uh, they have uh, they lost their last two in a row. They lost against Leicester City, they lost against Liverpool, that coming off a 3-1 thumping of Villa, but then they did have that 0-0 against Leeds. So I think what you're seeing with United was they were up there in second place, they were never going to uh, dethrone City, and uh, you know I think it's uh, players with an eye to the Euros, I think it's players with an eye to new contracts. I think it's players with an eye to staying injury-free. I think for guys like Cavani, it's, you know, trying to make a point at 150 years old that he's still a really quality scorer. So I, I shouldn't have been surprised that Fulham, who have absolutely nothing to lose because they're getting relegated and are not a bad team, by the way, are playing a team that 
really has nothing to gain. And so Fulham doing a number and getting the win over United. And the funny thing is, pardon me, getting the draw with United. And that would have played plus 440. Now, next up, St. Mary's, Leeds United headed to Southampton. And I predicted Leeds United would win. And surprisingly, or unsurprisingly enough, and Leeds United did a number on Southampton by two goals to nil. Next match. Well, this one was a shoe-in if you are the type of person that only bets the favorites. Manchester City, top of the league, Champions League final ahead of them. Um, again, they've won the league already. It's not like they're top of the league. Coming off a uh, seven-goal extravaganza at uh, St. James's Park against Newcastle on Friday, hosting a Southampton side who has been the disappointment of Hassan Hoodle all season, in my mind. Pardon me. Uh, talk about Southampton Leeds. Uh, I'm, I'm getting losing myself here. Brighton. Brighton Hove Albion. Yes, Brighton. Boring squad. Boring, boring, boring Brighton. Uh, they came off a draw against 1-1, and they went to Manchester City, and they did a number. And by the way, I should talk about Hassan Hoodle when we come back, because I've got Hassan Hoodle on my mind, which... Uh, I'm not sure I need a doctor for that. But we're talking Brighton Man City. So the next result, Brighton Man City, of course. Ma Brighton doing a number against Man City. Uh, Brighton, again, nothing to play for. No uh, danger of relegation. Playing for their manager. Playing for a spot in next year's team. And so if you think about that, City, again, look, eye on the Champions League final. City, eye on that. And that is it. That is their goal. So I wasn't surprised that Brighton won. Plus 600. That was the long shot win of the midweek matches I gave you. Chelsea-Leicester, the grudge revenge match after Leicester's FA Cup win. I gave you Chelsea as the winner. Chelsea were indeed the winner. In what was actually not a great performance by Leicester City. I thought emotionally they were going to have a problem coming back from that after the FA Cup win. And that is exactly what happened. Now, that has thrown the Premier League into disarray and I'm going to tell you why if we have time this segment we'll complete it if not we'll pick it up on the other side we, we may well have time all right Everton Wolves once again I thought Everton were going to get the job done uh Wolves Nuno Espirito Santo has been had a very very disappointing season I really have to tell you they have been a couple of teams for me uh, I'll, I'll give you uh, two of them right now Arsenal I expected to be crap uh, Wolves and Southampton are typically never crap teams. Particularly of late, Wolves have really been very good, playing some really nice football. I've been very surprised how lackluster and poor their season has been. By the way, I was shocked at Sheffield United's total capitulation this season because I thought they had a very nice season last season although they did end it kind of on a download, and that continued into the season. Now we're getting drawn off again, where I'll start talking about the wrong team, which seems to be something I'm doing more and more lately. Maybe I need to go and have my brain checked. Uh, Tottenham Villa, what did I tell you, people? What did I tell you? I told you, no matter the fact that Tottenham were minus 182 favorites and Villa were plus 470 long shots, Tottenham were a team in disarray, managerless, the big star wanting to leave, no chance of making the Champions League or almost mathematically eliminated from that. 
just not looking good. And Villa, Villa are one of these teams that can come alive away from home. And guess what happened? Villa came alive away from home and they beat Tottenham. They beat Tottenham. In a game that was um, uh, surprising, 2-1, not really. Kind of, Villa been doing that all season. Anyway, big result for them. Net Newcastle, Sheffield United. Sheffield done and dusted. Newcastle had to, were going to win this, and they did. Crystal Palace, Arsenal. As rubbish as Arsenal have been this season, they have been on a bit of a roll of late. They have a bit of momentum, and they are getting themselves ready for next season's campaign. I believe in the last, I want to say in the last, um, uh, what's this, well, uh, since uh, in the last seven, six matches, I believe they've only lost one. And that was to, um, that was to Everton, believe it or not. So I had Arsenal beating Palace at Selhurst Park, minus 182 odds makers agreed with me and that's exactly what happened. By the way, all these odds, courtesy of our title sponsor, betonline.ag. Burnley, Liverpool. Liverpool must win this game. Needed to win this game. They needed to knock goals in in order to get that top four spot. They did exactly that. Three goals to nil. A good performance against a Burnley side that is always dangerous and could have, should have scored at least one goal, maybe made it a closer game, but it didn't happen. Well done, my boys, Liverpool. They are now in the top four. And finally, West Ham United also wanting to stay in that race. And you're going to say, Nick, what race are you talking about? I'm going to tell you. Uh, beating West Brom at the Hawthorns. I got that one. So I got every single result right, except for Man United, Fulham. How about that? Stick with me, folks. I'll be giving you a full match rundown on Friday for the last match of the season. So, all right, that's going to set the stage here. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. Chelsea, Liverpool, Leicester City, uh, West Ham, Manchester City, Manchester United, and Liverpool. The, the, these are the teams. Right now, the top four, City, United, Chelsea, and Liverpool. Chelsea are, uh, pardon me, Liverpool are in fourth spot. They have now moved Leicester City down to the fifth spot and the Europa League spot. Based on goal differential, they have four more goals scored, at plus 24 to Leicester City's plus 25. Liverpool have a final match against uh, Crystal Palace, which will be a difficult match. It is against, it, it is at Anfield. You remember earlier on in the season, Crystal Palace, uh, were, you know, did a did a number on Liverpool. It can happen. Is it going to happen? I doubt it. Roy Hodgson not returning. Roy Hodgson, former manager of Liverpool, so it is kind of like Roy Hodgson returning to Anfield to try to, you know, stick the knife in. But it's at Anfield. It'll have fans. Uh, it's a chance for the fans at Anfield to really give their team the lift they need. I think Liverpool are going to win this and will secure that spot. So that leaves the fifth spot for Europa League currently has Leicester City in it. But because Leicester City won the FA Cup, because um, Manchester City won the League Cup, we're going to open up two more, two more spots for the Europa League. And that is going to mean that the fifth, sixth, and seventh spots will all find their way to uh, the Europa League. 
So that makes these, this final match day so incredibly important for teams like Tottenham, for teams like West Ham, Arsenal, Everton. Well, Arsenal's not really in with a shout. It's, it's mathematically really going to be very difficult for them. Maybe, maybe they're in with a shout and they're going to be playing Brighton. Everton, tough match against Man City away. Uh, Leicester City are going to be playing Tottenham. It, poor old Leicester. What an absolutely horrible final schedule they have. And West Ham United will be playing Southampton. Uh, Leicester City are the ones. Are they? And I think I have to go to break, so I'm actually going to do that. I'll be right back. World Soccer Radio. I love that song. Our friends Electric, that's Gary Newman and the Tubeway Army, probably best known for Cars, that song, Here in My Car. I'm sure you know it, but that's one of their better songs. But anyhow, welcome back. World Soccer Radio. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. Find me on Twitter at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. I'm with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, that's 9 Eastern time. Then again, midnight Pacific or 3 a.m. on the East Coast on Sports Overnight America. And I'm on the digital platforms of iHeartRadio. Tune in the award-winning SiriusXM app and also the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network. So here we are. We're down to the last game of the season in the Premier League. By the way, we're presented by betonline.ag. Sorry, I'm going to get my my uh, hand slapped for that one. Last match day. Match day 38 coming up. Final one of the Premier League season. What has been decided already? Well, we know the FA Cup was decided with Leicester City winning the FA Cup. We know the League Cup, Manchester City winning it for a third year in, the, in a row. We know the Premier League has been decided, Manchester City winning it after losing the title to Liverpool last season. We know in the relegation battle, Fulham, West Brom, and Sheffield are going to be relegated. So now you're saying, well, Nick, why is any of this exciting? We're down to the last day of the season. Seems like everything's been done and dusted. Shouldn't we be looking forward to the Champions League final and the Europa League finals? <clears throat> yes, of course you should be. But that's not the point. The beauty of the Premier League and this system of football meritocracy that I sing about every single time I get on this show and we have these issues come up. When we talk about footballing meritocracy, you have to earn the things that you get. No one is going to make you a champion. No one is going to keep you in the league next season just because you have a big name or a big budget or a big player or you're in a big market. No one's going to invite you back if you're crap just because you are who you are. And that's the way it's been and that's the way it's always been in global football generally other than some markets like the United States and Australia 
But that adds that level of excitement. Everything has to be earned. Champions League spots have to be earned. The Premier League has to be earned. Relegation has to be earned. Promotion has to be earned. And if you want to play in the big tournaments, the big European tournaments, it has to be earned. You have to finish in the top four to get a Champions League spot, or you have to finish fifth to get a Europa League spot. Or if you win the FA Cup, you get to go to the Europa League. Or if you win the League Cup, you get to go to the Europa League play-ins. And if both of those spots are taken by teams that have already qualified for the Champions League or the Europa League tournament by way of their league position or by way of winning a cup tournament, well, then those spots drop down a notch. So here we are today in the Premier League, match day 38, coming up this weekend, some huge matches. And there is a massive race. There are two huge races going on right now for the top four. Uh, Man City and Man United are in. No one's going to take kick them off their throne. If Chelsea beat Aston Villa, okay, uh, over the weekend, and by the way, it's at Villa Park. It's not a given. I just want to make sure I make that clear. If Chelsea beat Villa and Liverpool beat Crystal Palace then unless Leicester City managed to knock in at least five goals against Tottenham Hotspur, they are not going to finish in the top four. What are the scenarios for the top four? Well, if Chelsea lose against Villa and Liverpool beat Crystal Palace, they'll go to 69 points. If Leicester City beat Spurs and Chelsea lose... Well, Leicester City would be on 69 points as well. And they could potentially knock Chelsea out of a top four spot. So Chelsea, Liverpool and Leicester are all in the fight, the hunt, the run for one of those last, for the last four, two Champions League spots, excuse me. It is unlikely, not impossible, that Chelsea will fail to beat Aston Villa. It is unlikely, mm, possible, of course, that Crystal Palace will beat Liverpool at Anfield. I don't think it's going to happen. It's possible Liverpool could beat Crystal Palace and Chelsea could draw Villa, which would take Liverpool to third spot, drop Chelsea to fourth, and if Leicester City can beat Spurs... Well, that could take Spurs to fourth spot over Chelsea. So we have a lot of different options, and we're going to be talking about them in detail. But let's go down the list here, because we talked about the positions for the Europa League. Right now, Leicester City is sitting fifth in the Europa League spot. And I think if you ask Leicester City fans at the beginning of the season if they would have taken a spot in next year's Europa League and the FA Cup, I think they all would have put their hands up and said, I'm in, count me in. A wildly successful season by any stretch of the imagination. They have played the spoiler. They have played the giant killer. They have played the trophy lifter. It has been a wonderful season for Brendan Rodgers. I'm going to caution you, though, that Leicester City have, are going to need to do some depth additions over the offseason. 
because for a second season in a row, Leicester City have come up short towards the latter part of the season. If you look at last year, and you look at Leicester City, well, by the way, they finished fifth. Uh, they were, uh, with four games left in the season, they were in third spot. They beat Crystal Palace 3-0. It looked by all intents and purposes that they were going to have an absolutely cracking, cracking finish to the season. But then it all went pear-shaped. One win in the last uh, five matches. They had a draw against Arsenal. They lost against Bournemouth. 4-1, I might add. They did beat um, Sheffield United. They lost 3-0 away to Tottenham. And they lost 2-0 at home to Man United to finish off the season. So they had a late-season dip of form, which we're seeing a similar late-season dip of form at Leicester City as well. Obviously punctuated by a wonderful FA Cup win. So, you know, we don't want to definitely... We, we, we don't want to denigrate their season. But the last five matches have been 2-2-1. Two, two and one. They drew Southampton, they beat Palace, they beat United, but they lost against Newcastle and they lost against Chelsea. So it's entirely possible... It's unlikely. Leicester City are going to go to the Europa League. Do they go in fifth spot? Do they sneak into the top four? Maybe at Chelsea's expense? Or Liverpool's expense? It's possible. But if you look at the rest of the teams vying for this European place, you have to look at the race going on between some of these big clubs right now. Arsenal, 58 points. Everton, 59 points. Tottenham, 59 points, sitting in that final Europa League spot. West Ham, 62, spot, 62 points, sitting in the sixth Europa League spot. There are all sorts of combinations and machinations and different variations that, that we could have that's going to decide who ultimately goes to the Europa League. And on Friday, when I give you my patented Premier League uh, preview, uh, you're going, we're going to go through it in detail. But that's why it's so exciting. That's why football meritocracy is what it's all about. All right, just a few minutes left. Look, Euro's coming up. 11th of June, they kick off. First match, Turkey-Italy in Rome. Uh, should be a decent match. I wouldn't say it's one I'm particularly like riveted to. But let me run down some of the really exciting matches and the dates. You can pen these in to your calendar. England-Croatia on June 13th. Scotland-Czech Republic on June 14th. Spain-Sweden on June 14th. The 15th of June, hold on to your horses, France-Germany in Munich. That's going to be a match you are not going to want to miss. Probably the marquee match of the first four or five match days. On the 16th of June, Italy-Switzerland, another great match. You're going to want to watch that. We then have to move along to the 18th of June. By the way, Croatia-Czech Republic should be a very heated match as well. That's in Glasgow on the 18th of June. But on the same day in London, 
England are playing Scotland at Wembley. You don't want to miss that match. A home international, finally, everyone's been waiting for. The 19th of June, Portugal, Germany. That is going to be a wonderful match. You're definitely going to want to watch that one. And then we have to move along to <clears throat> Czech Republic, England on the 22nd of June. Sweden, Poland on the 23rd of June. And the 23rd of June, we're going to cap it off with Portugal versus France. Now, the top two in each group are going to go through to the next round. It's kind of typical the way that works. But then the four best third-place teams will go through as, as well. Let's just quickly take, uh, run through these groups. Group A, England, Switzerland, Turkey, and Wales. Group B is Belgium, Denmark, Finland, and Russia. Group C is Austria, the Netherlands, North Macedonia, North Macedonia and Ukraine. Group D is Croatia, the Czech Republic, England, and Scotland. Great group, by the way. Group E, Poland, Slovakia, Spain, and Sweden. And Group F, what a group. This is the type of groups we want. France, Germany, Portugal, and poor old Hungary. Wow. That is why the Euros, folks, are going to be so incredibly exciting this year. 11th of June to the 11th of July, the tournament is played all over Europe. You're going to want to check it out. This will be some terrific football. And once again, we go from the end of the Premier League season, we'll have the Champions League final, we'll have the Europa League final, and then, boom, we're going to be into 10 days of vacation for the players, off to camp, Euros, Euros going to be over, little holiday for everyone, silly season's open, clubs are signing, and then the big European leagues start right up again. Doesn't get better than that after that two, two-and-a-half-month delay for COVID. Uh, the football is coming fast and furious. Well, speaking of fast and furious, I have to go to break. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. And, of course, you can find our podcast on our podcast network at the Believe, B-L-E-A-V, podcast network uh, where you can catch all the previous versions of the show. All right, I'm going to step aside, take a break, gather my thoughts. I'll be right back to wrap it up here on World Soccer Radio presented by betonline.ag on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. back for the show. By the way, uh, oh, World Soccer Radio, Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM, you know the drill by now. By the way, uh, just a couple of minutes left, but we're going to be looking at the managerial situations around the league. Look, Tottenham are looking for a new manager. Uh, West Brom are now looking for a new manager, as Sam Allardyce has been given the old heave-ho. Uh, well, actually, not really resigning. Apparently, they offered him a very nice package to stay and try to bounce them back, but he turned it down. The other one is Uncle Roy Hodgson, going to retire, I think, probably from football at the age of, I don't know, 463. Um, I will say this. Two of the less inspiring managers in the league are going. Steve Bruce, he would be the next one for me, and then maybe we could get some fresh blood, a bit more excitement, some younger players. Love to see Frank Lampard make his way back in one form or another, and I'm wondering, is Crystal Palace a good home for Fat Frank? By the way, if anyone's fat, it's me. Uh, I, I love that name people have given Frank Lampard. He's anything but fat. Uh, but anyway, you tell me. 
Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. You know, the problem that Frank Lampard has had is that he did an all right job at Chelsea. They were struggling, but Thomas Tuchel has come in and with the exact same squad has lifted this team to heights that I think people thought they were not ready quite yet to achieve under Frank Lampard. And that, for some reason, has turned out to be a bit of a rub on old Frank, and I'm not sure that that's fair. Uh, will Arteta stay at Arsenal? That's another question. I think that's a club that could very well uh, be looking for a new manager, but we're going to get to it all. Don't you worry. We'll be covering all this silly season. You know, that's the off-season, the, the Euros, all the big cup finals. We'll be covering it all right here on World Soccer Radio. I'll speak to you tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast. Be sure to join me. Let's talk more beautiful game. In the meantime, pencil this in. Friday's show, I'm going to give you the picks and predictions for the final match day of the season. And if it's anything like my midweek, again, I got 9 out of 10 at betonline.ag. Have a great night. Speak to you tomorrow. Cheers. Coming up with the morning light Whiskey sitting pretty in a two-wheeled stallion This old flip-top lorry got a beat on you Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.